Hello, cruel world. I am Sam D, and this is the Analytics Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Analytics Podcast. You know what time it is. You know the vibes. It's Christmas season, baby. It's the season of giving, the season of feeling good, the season of hope, the season of happiness. And honestly, it's my favorite season of the year. Um, on today's podcast, we are going through the whole Christmas movie. We're going to call this the Christmas movie celebration. These are my, my favorite Christmas movies, the movies that's going to get me in the mood this year for Christmas and every year for Christmas. This, these are the movies that I love, my family loves, everybody loves. These are the the, the movies that, that are must-watch. They are a must-see during the Christmas holiday, during this season, during this, this feel-good season. You hear the music playing, you know exactly what time it is. It's Christmas time, baby. It's Christmas time. Let's let's have some fun today. Let's let's get into it. I, I got about 10 movies that I'm going to go through and I'm going to break down and I'm going to tell you the reason why they are a classic Christmas movie in my point of view. This, these are all my opinions. These are the movies that I personally need, need to get through the holiday season. Whether it's playing in the background while the family's eating or whether it's everybody sitting on the couch cuddled up, you know watching the movie is it's the movies that we must watch during this time of year but before we get into all that there are i want to go first i want to go to there's two episodes right so you know every well mostly every show does like christmas episodes or holiday episodes or you know stuff like that (laughs) i was about to cuss on the christmas episode forgive me if I cuss on the Christmas episode, because that's just the way I'm fucking am. <laughs> so back to it. Um, so there's two shows that has two holiday episodes that I watch every year since they came out. And the first one is the Jamie Foxx show. So you go, I think HBO Max has both of these shows on there. So you go to HBO Max, right? Jamie Foxx show. Uh, go to season three, episode ten. It's it's entitled Christmas Deja Vu. This came out back in 1998. So hands down, these two these two TV shows are my two favorite TV shows of all time. The Jamie Foxx show and the next show I'm gonna talk about. These are my two favorite as as a whole from beginning to end, first season to last season. These are my my two favorite TV shows ever in history. I might break them down in, in an episode later on, but um, on this episode of the Jamie Foxx show titled Christmas Deja Vu, right? It's basically the whole Groundhog scenario. Um, if you ever seen Groundhog's Day, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's basically where you repeat the same day over and over and over again till you finally find the meaning of what this day is about and that's exactly what this episode of the jamie fox show is about it's called christmas deja vu um once again is season three episode 10 the reason why when i first seen this is the funniest 
shit ever. <laughs> so, Jamie Foxx is fucking retarded. Jamie Foxx is hilarious. So, on this episode, he basically... Okay, so, they're doing, like, a one-gift type of um, scenario where everybody is getting everybody a gift. And Jamie Foxx, he basically didn't buy shit for nobody. And so he goes to the mall. He's supposed to be going skiing with Sheila. Uh, Sheila. <laughs> and instead of buying everybody a Christmas gift, he buys himself a, a, a snowsuit uh, to go skiing. And Santa puts a curse on him. Black Santa, by the way. Shout out to Black Santa. Santa puts a curse on him. And so he replays Christmas Eve over and over and over again. It's a classic episode for me. I fucking love that episode. Every year, every year I watch it. Every year that I've had the chance to watch it, I watch it no matter what. Now that it's on HBO Max, I ain't got no choice. Last year, I I literally, no, not last year, but a couple years before, I bought the episode on Amazon Prime just so I can watch it over and over and over again on this holiday season. The second show, which is, if you know me, if anybody knows me, they know this is my favorite show ever, is Martin. So, Martin, season one, the first season, uh, episode 15, this is also on HBO Max. Uh, it's, it's entitled, uh, I Saw Gina Kissing Santa Claus. So, basically, it, it's, it's when... Um, Martin has to tell the the story of Jesus' birth to the kids in the community center. First off, Martin comes out. My man comes out with a beard made of cotton balls and a red spandex Santa suit. When I tell you, when I first seen this, I damn near cried laughing. I was only a kid. This came out uh, in like 92, 93 died laughing martin coming out he cussing out the kids he telling the story wrong it's just it's a classic christmas episode all come together with pam singing in the end it it's a classic episode so if you just want a quick shot of just funny christmas 30 minutes go for it those two episodes i recommend highly 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 those are my two favorite episodes. Those I, I watch Christmas throughout this time of year all the time, and those are the two episodes that are I must watch them. I got to watch them every year. Now, before I actually get into the list of the 10 Christmas movies, here I'm going to give you like three movies that are like traditional I watch during the holiday movies um that's not quite Christmas but gives me a Christmas feel if that makes sense well one of them has Christmas in the title but the other two uh I'll tell you the story behind them so first off in my household the holidays start in October so the holidays in general in my household starts in October. Just for the simple fact, you got my daughter's birthday first, 
which we consider a holiday because she's spoiled. My wife's birthday second because she's my daughter's mother. <laughs> she's also spoiled. So those two holidays, you got my daughter first, then my wife, and then you got Halloween. Those are all holiday movies to me. And to kick off holiday season in this household, we watch Nightmare Before Christmas. We watch it on Halloween, and that starts holiday season for this family. Well, not during, well, in October, we watch it. Not exactly on Halloween, because Halloween, we usually do like a scary movie marathon, but on, in October, to start the holidays, we watch Nightmare Before Christmas. It's a great movie, love the movie. It, it really, it, it's really like the kickoff. It's really like the, Oh shit, we are into the holidays. Best time of year, baby. Um, the second movie, I got three of them. So Nightmare Before Christmas being the first one. The second one for me is like a tradition to me is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. The original, the first Willy, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. The, the old one, not the, not Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Because to me that's bullshit. That that movie is bullshit to me personally. But um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, like I said, is not really a Christmas movie, but it gives me holiday feels, probably for because of nostalgia or something like that. But it gives me like joy and and happiness and and the Oompa Loompas is funny as shit and and the music in there and it, I don't know for some reason I only can watch Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory like in the holidays, like during November, like that's like my Thanksgiving movie, like. Like that's like my my Thanksgiving holiday movie right there is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and the last movie that's kind of a new tradition in my household is a movie called Christopher Robin. Now, Christopher Robin has a funny story behind it. So, in 2018, me and my wife took the kids down to Disney World. And we spend a whole, the whole week, um, the whole Christmas week in Disney World. And in the Christmas day off in Disney World, we watched the parade. We did all that shit. We, we took the ferry. We did, we had a blast. We was there in Florida for a week in Disney World. Every single day that week, we watched um, Christopher Robin. We watched that movie every single day that we was there in, in Florida. Not because we wanted to. It's because we paid for it and everybody, it like put everybody to sleep at night. And so it was like, okay, night's wrapping up, put it on Christopher Robin. Like nobody, I don't think. So we watched it every Christmas day since 2018. And I still don't think none of us in this house finished it. Like, I'm just being honest with you. I have no idea how this movie ends. But we watch it every Christmas, every Christmas to put us to sleep since, since Disney. For some reason, I have no idea why. Don't I don't know, maybe somebody else in my house has a reason why. But it kind of became a tradition for the fact we watched it during Christmas in Disneyland. I mean, Disney World, and nobody has yet to finish it. We could put it on in the middle of the afternoon. 
I guarantee you all four of us will be asleep by the end of this movie. It's mind-boggling. I have no idea why. But we watch it every Christmas. That's it, It's become a tradition. Okay, it's Christmas Day. Sun's going down. Let's put on Christopher Robin. <laughs> and, and that's kind of how we... Christopher Robin is kind of like the um, the end of the the Christmas day for us. Like it's the wind down, it's the after the presents, after the dinner, after the fun, family, music, entertainment. We put on Christopher Robin, we take our ass to sleep. So so so, let's kick this list off. Let's. Let's dive into it. Let's get into it. So, first movie, number 10, Christmas movie that that um just can't live without. But before we get into the Christmas movies, before we actually deep dive into this 10 list, um I do have a Christmas playlist up on title entitled Classy Christmas. Um, it's basically a, a whole bunch of old Christmas songs. Like, I'm more of a, um, like a Frank Sinatra type of, I like those type of Christmas songs, Sammy Davis Jr., like those type, like the old, because I don't know, it just feels feels good. It feels more warming to me. Of course, I, I put on the boys to men, let it snow, and the Destiny's Child, doesn't it feel like Christmas? But um, <laughs> my playlist really, more consist of like the the retro 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 type of christmas songs that has an old timey warming feel to it those are the songs i like so check that playlist out on title it's called classy christmas listen to it share it let your people know about it also don't forget to follow me on instagram at the official sam d t-h-e official sam d and give me a like, give me a follow. You see, you'll that's how you keep up in touch with me, or just go to the website www.officialsamd.com. Also, okay, now that that's done with number 10. So, to kick off the season right, we're going to kick it off in a good way. We're going to start with Christmas with the Cranks. Christmas with the Cranks, it came out what 2004. Um, Directed by Joe Roth, um, starring Tim Allen, Jamie Lee Curtis, Dan Aykroyd, Cheech, you know, a whole bunch of other people. And so basically, Christmas with the Cranks is um, Tim Allen and and Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter is off at college. She's not coming home for Christmas. So they decide to skip Christmas. They was like, man, fuck this shit. Let's go to let's go to the islands, man. Let's go get tanned up. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, let's go have some fun. Let's do something that we want to do. Let's skip Christmas, and the neighborhood ain't too happy about that. Like, like, first off, fuck everybody that live in this neighborhood. This is my wife wants to move to a small town and have that little small town Gilmore Girls feel and all that shit. But the people and even though they come to get oh. By the way, spoiler alert for all these movies that I'm about to talk about. If you've never seen any of these movies, I'm about to spoil the shit of every last one of them. So, that is your warning right now. Now, they do all come together at the end and, and help the cranks out. 
but yo, y'all kind of stalkerish. You feel me? Like y'all need to take that ten down to a two real fast. Like if I don't want to put up Frosty, nigga, I don't have to put up Frosty. You feel me? Like you don't have to try to murder me or follow me down the street because I ain't putting up Frosty beating on my wife's car and shit. Like y'all niggas is wildin'. Y'all niggas is wildin'. I thought the hood was. I thought the hood was bad. These white folks, they, they tripping. But <laughs> Christmas with the Cranks is, it's funny as shit. It's, it's a good movie to start it off with. Um, the nigga Tim Allen got a tan and <laughs> this nigga walking around the mall with a tan. Jamie Lee Curtis talking to the preacher and her tanned up in her in her damn swimsuit. Funny, funny, funny movie. Like it's a, it's a real. Get the family together and have a couple chuckles. I like this movie just for that fact right there. It's all about bringing the family. I mean, if niggas want to skip Christmas, niggas can skip Christmas. And if I don't want to decorate, I don't have to decorate. Y'all don't have to pressure me to do that shit. You feel me? Like, that town needs to calm down. Like I said, even though they come together and they help pull off because the daughter does decide to come home for Christmas... And so they cancel their trip and they're trying to put together Christmas in one night. Even though they pull it off and, and the town helps them. Yo, calm that shit down, B. Like, calm that shit down. Like, Dan Aykroyd's character, like, I think he's like the mayor or the chief or some, some nigga. Like, a nigga that got way too much time on his hands. That's the character he's playing. Because you two, you two, you two, like involved in my business g like you need to you need to go deal with your shit my nigga like calm that shit down and you sending the dogs at me to come get frosty because i don't want to put that's neither here nor there christmas with the cranks is still a good movie to <laughs> to sit down with the family and watch during this holiday season it's funny it's it has a whole bunch of laughs tim allen is fucking hilarious and so at number 10, we got Christmas with the Cranks. Number nine, A Charlie Brown Christmas. You can't go wrong with a classic. And Charlie Brown Christmas is a classic. It's funny. It's heartfelt. It has the, the, the Charlie Brown gags in it. Uh, I'm not talking about the, the Charlie Brown movie, the 3D one that came out. Even though that's Christmas themed, I'm talking about the, the 1965 version. That that version right there. That's that's a Charlie Brown Christmas right there. Like it's heartfelt. It's good. It's only like 30 minutes, so that's a quick boom boom in and out. Like if if the family, if y'all gotta be somewhere by seven, pop that bitch on at 6:30. Y'all get out of there, y'all. Y'all be good good heartfelt get you in the spirit get you in the mood snoopy charlie in the game how can you go wrong with that little ass tree how can you go wrong with the charlie brown tree you can't go wrong with the charlie brown tree you feel me like charlie brown christmas it's funny it's heartfelt it's short sweet to the point christmas time all right all right Keep the party going. Another Tim Allen movie. Next, we have The Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. Do this look like a little weight to you? Like, that's what you got to tell these doctors. If the doctor call you fat, 
Or is that, yeah, you gain a little weight. Bitch, I'll slap shit at you. I would never, <laughs> bitch, <laughs> like. But um, the Santa Claus released in 1994, starring Tim Allen, uh, Wendy Crewson, uh, David Cromos, uh, and a whole bunch of other people. I think I fucked that nigga last name up too, so forgive me, uh, David Cromos. I think that's his name. If I fucked it up, forgive me right now, okay? Because first off, I'm not good with words, and I'm definitely not good with names. So, Santa Claus. So basically, the Santa Claus is, you put on a suit, you're the big guy. And that's exactly what Tim Allen does. Tim Allen is kind of like the estranged father. The mother moved on. She got a new nigga, that's Elaine. Uh, and the kid still loves the dad, wants to be with the dad. And he and Tim Allen can only see the kid like once a year. My nigga, like, come on, man, y'all bullshit with my man. You know how you know how it is, man. This nigga, baby mamas, you feel me? But um, so he gets his kid on Christmas, ain't going too well. Santa on the roof. Tim Allen kills him. Bang. That's how that's how it happens. He killed Santa. Put on the suit. You're the big guy. He put the suit on. He delivered the presents. And then the elves come and get him. Now, the main elf, this nigga, okay, if you watch the Santa Claus 2 or 3, this nigga ain't no elf. This is what you get for casting kids as elves. Because kids grow the fuck up. And this nigga grew the fuck up if you watch Santa Claus 2 and 3. This nigga went from an elf to a fucking <laughs> grown-ass man on your ass. But, um, so, <laughs> so they get to the North Pole. He tells them this, the, what, what the deal is. Nigga, next year, you are Santa Claus. Next year, so you better get your shit in order, my man, because, and then take this globe, and, you know, if, you ever, if ever you need me, just shake the globe, and I'll be there for you. But, um, so Tim Allen starts getting fat. He starts eating cookies. Like, this nigga starts turning into Santa Claus. And it's funny because it's a different take on the whole Santa Claus movie. It's like, okay, usually when you see Santa Claus, he's Santa Claus already. You never seen a nigga turn into Santa Claus. That's what made this movie good. Tim Allen turning into Santa Claus is fucking hilarious. This nigga start getting fat. Everybody think he going crazy. He think the little, everybody think the little boy going crazy because they like, yo, my nigga, my dad is Santa Claus. I can give whatever the fuck you want. Just let me know. Write your wishes down on the paper, my G. I'll give it to my pops. Next year, you got what you got. You got what you want. Let me know. Nigga Charlie, this nigga, he going around telling everybody, yo, my pop's Santa. Yeah, <laughs> you feel me? That's how he was getting bitches. He was like, hey, yo, you know my pop's Santa, right? <laughs> you know my pop, what, what you want? What you want? You want a, you want a Barbie? <laughs> you want some doll babies? I got you, baby. Just let me know. I let my pops know. My pops gonna get you what you need. My nigga, he was, he was like the middleman for all that. But his moms and, and the new nigga thought he was going crazy, man. They took... They took the the um the rights from him. He couldn't even see his kid, man. And then and then come to find out, boom, I'm Santa Claus. And now they all kissing his ass. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do this to you. You can see your son whenever you want to. Like, bitch, I've been trying to tell y'all this. I ain't get fat for no reason. You feel me? I ain't I ain't get fat just because I wanted to, cause it's healthy. 
No, I got fat because Nick, I got gifts to give. You feel me? I got a beard to grow. I got, I got to go bless these kids with their presents. You feel me? Like, baby, no, don't come back to me. And then, like, I swear, the the new nigga, he in lane. He just, oh, 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 like that's, like that's him. Like the nigga from um, Lethal Weapon. Like, come on, man. Like, calm that shit down, man. You. I've been trying to tell you, I've been trying to tell you all year I'm Santa Claus. My mans, my son was trying to tell y'all all year I'm Santa Claus. Now, now when I get you the the um, Oscar Mayer whistle, now you want to believe me? Fuck out of here, B. Get the fuck out of here. See, this is why, this is why niggas can't be Santa Claus, you feel me? Because we, we I'll tell you the truth straight up. They couldn't make me Santa Claus. I'd be like, yo, you was just dissing me. You was just clowning. Oh, so now you want... Oh, so now you see I can get with you what you want. And now you want to be my friend. I got you. I see the snakes in the grass, man. I see the snakes in the grass. But that's not a here nor there. Santa Claus is a good fucking movie. Um, it's a good way to start the holidays off. Watch it every year. It's funny. The other ones... Not as good as the first one. It's like... It's like you... The first one is, it's like a epitome of Christmas movies, and, and the rest of them is just like some bullshit. Like Martin Short was Jack Frost, and and like the robot Santa, and and all this other bullshit. And nigga had to find a wife, and all that shit. Boohoo. The first one is a classic one. The rest of like I need to watch the first one. The rest of them might just be like, oh, it's on, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Just, okay, this is on. Why not? Just turn it down. We can play cards while this shit playing in the background. You feel me? Like, those are the other ones. But the first, the, the Santa Claus. Gotta watch it. Gotta see him watch it. Gotta have some fun with it. Okay, coming in at number, what am I on? One, two, three, four. What am I? What is it? Seven? I think it's seven. seven. Yeah, number seven. Number seven, we have This Christmas. This, this Christmas. Released in 2007. Princeton A. Whitmore directed it. Star-studded black cast. Star-studded black cast. We have Delroy Lindo, Idris Alba, Loretta Devine, Chris Brown, Columbus Short, Regina King, Keith Robinson, Lazo, Alonzo, Lazo, Alonzo, that nigga, you know the light-skinned nigga, the nigga that played a college student when he was like 50 and step up, that nigga, Laz Alonzo, <laughs> then we got the gorgeous Lord, Lauren London, Makai Pfeiffer, Sharon Liel, like, star-studded cast, great movie, and... And so the 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 premise of the whole movie is you got baby, he living at home with mom and, and mom new nigga, <laughs> you know. And everybody's coming home for the holidays. Everybody ain't been home for the holidays in a long time. And you know, baby's the last one in the house and he just trying to, you know, he know all the ins and out. He just trying to he's trying to make music. You feel me? And and Idris Alba, who plays the oldest brother, he he's in the music game, and and my Duke don't like that. Loretta Devine, she's like, man, ain't no music getting played in my house. That's how your dad left. 
fuck senior, fuck y'all if y'all play music. And Chris Brown just like, nah, nigga, I'm just trying to get these rocks off, man. I'm just trying to, this Christmas, I'm just trying to sing. But mom don't like that, so don't nobody tell mama. You feel me? Columbus Short is a nigga that went AWOL. Then got Regina King, who's in a relationship with the light-skinned nigga that's cheating. How could... First off, how you cheating on Regina King, bro? You lame as fuck for all that shit, bro. How you gonna cheat on Regina, Regina King, nigga? Like, and she got your babies. She she voices Riley and Hugh in the boondocks. How you gonna cheat on... Man, you lame as fuck, Alonzo. Lanzo, the nigga, the light, the old nigga from Step Up. You feel me? I can't get his name right. Lazo, Alonzo. Like, the name is, is, is a tongue twister for me personally. But how you going to... We ain't even there yet. So everybody come home for Christmas. Everybody got their drama. Everybody got their issues. Everybody bringing that shit to the table. And everybody going to work it out. The nigga uh, Idris Elba running from the um, the niggas he owe money to. Da- David Banner <laughs> and another nigga. Some light-skinned nigga with dreads. And... He running from them, but they show up to the crib. He trying to get away, and he like, man, man, fuck all this, man. I, I ride with Senior. I don't know this new nigga. Who is this new nigga? Fuck this new nigga, mama. I'm with Senior. Like, like he was straight up dad's boy, and he loved his daddy to death, and he ain't want shit to do with the new nigga. Even though Mon Duke was like, yo, I gotta get. I got, I got to do something. I can't be alone forever, you know? And then you got, and then you got Lauren London with, with her nigga. They just creeping around the whole house, having sex in the goddamn, in the goddamn uh, pantry, in the kitchen. You feel me? You got Columbus Short. This nigga went AWOL and he going to pull the, pull the blicky out in the club just because well, first off, he he married to a white girl that nobody know about. Nobody know he married to this white girl, and he went AWOL because the white girl got pregnant. And so he he was like, I'm gonna take care of my my responsibilities. But the nigga pulled the blicky out in the club, got arrested. Like, come on, man, let's stop being stupid, man. Oh, yes, he was trying to talk to your girl. I feel you. I would have did the same thing. But you got a lot on the line, my G. You can't just be pulling the blicky out in the club, man. Meet that nigga outside. Be like, hey. Walk with me to the trunk real quick. Let me, let me, I got something in the car for you real quick. Come holla at me. That's what you do. You don't pull the, pull the joint out in the club like that. Come on, man. Knowing that, knowing that if the feds catch up to you, you going back. You got to think about this shit. Now your baby growing up with, with, with his pops back overseas, man, because you wanted to pull the joint out because you want to be tough guy, man. You tripping. But um, Baby sings, I mean, Chris Brown sings. Everybody loves it. They come together at church. Baby sings, this Christmas. My Duke like, man, I ain't with this singing shit, but you hitting these notes, man. I don't like the singing shit, but Chris Brown, you hitting these notes. I got to fuck with you. I got to. I got to fuck with you. And so everybody come together. He... They, they they let uh Columbus Short out of prison just to just to see the church ceremony, even though he gotta go back. You know, he gotta go back overseas because he went AWOL. And then, oh, best part of the movie. Oh shit. I dropped my bottle of water. 
best part of the movie, fucking Regina King whipping Lonzo, Lazo, the the light skin, the old light skin nigga from Step Up, whipping his ass because she caught this nigga cheating and his sister gassing her up like, so you just gonna take that? You just gonna take that? She drives this nigga car off the cliff on some waiting to exhale shit. She, she, she fucking puts the lingerie on, gasses this nigga up like, hey, babe, hey, babe, go get in the shower real quick. Go take a shower. Go wash that plane off for you real quick, and I got something for you. I got something for you. This nigga, oh, shit. He get in the shower, and he just talking mad shit. Regina King, she was like, hey, hey, mama, mama, where the baby oil? Where the baby oil at? This, she pulls the baby oil on the floor as the nigga in the shower. Moves the towels, moves everything. Gets a belt. This nigga steps out the shower. See, oh, she got her clothes on, man. What's going on? I thought we was finna get busy. Oh, wrong bitch. He steps out. He falls. He's slipping and sliding all over the baby oil. And she beating this nigga ass with a belt like he a baby. Yo, this was the funniest fucking scene in the movie. Like, this shit right here, nigga, had this nigga Lazo, Alonzo, the... The old light-skinned nigga from Step Up. You know, the nigga that was playing the college kid when he's like 40. This nigga was getting his ass beat. And they kick him out the house. Everybody has a good-ass time after that because he was really the downer in the movie. Like, like you... Like, nigga, it's obvious from the beginning you cheated. Even Regina King knew she just wasn't trying to fuck the house up. You feel me? But sometimes, baby girl, you just gotta fuck the house up. You could do that shit by yourself, baby. You got 50, 11 brothers and sisters that can help you. My Duke right here that can help you. She gonna take care of the grandkid. You don't have to deal with this nigga Lazo, the light-skinned nigga from um, Step Up, the old nigga. You don't have to deal with that. You don't have to deal with that, baby. Beat this nigga ass, let him go. And so, like, I boom, back to the end. They all come together. She lets baby sing. And, and they have some fun, baby. And that's this Christmas. You got to watch this Christmas. Great, great movie. Great movie. You got to watch it. Okay, so coming in at number blah, 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 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, murder, 1, lyrics at your door. And number six. Number six, we have... We have the Polar Express. Uh, the Polar Express, released in 2004. Um, directed by Robert Zemeckis, starring Tim Allen, Daryl Sabera, um, Nona Gray, Jimmy Bennett, uh, Eddie Dezen. Great movie. Uh, great movie. The Polar Express. So basically, the Polar Express is... A magical train that comes down, picks up kids, and takes them to the North Pole. So let's hold it right there. What family is letting their kids get on this goddamn train in the middle of the night and they not knowing? Let's let's put a pin in that one for parenting 101. And you don't know where the fuck your kids at? 
like they just got on this train with this this magical conductor that came out of no fucking where. But that's neither here nor there. Polar Express is a good fucking movie. Um, the 3D of it, the the grand scale of it, the the joy and the and the kids just just seeing Santa and going to the North Pole and there's not really too much I can say about the Polar Express, except is that I like the fucking movie. You feel me? Like, it's a good movie. The only, the only thing I don't like about the movie is, where the fuck are the parents? Where the fuck are the parents? Like, why are they not watching their kids? And I would say it's some white shit, but there were some black kids on this train. Now, unless there's just black kids from suburban neighborhoods, but... I ain't see that train go through fucking Philly. I ain't see that flame that pl- that train go through Atlanta. That's all I'm saying. So where the parents at? That's my only question about the Polar Express. Where the fuck are the parents? I ain't seen not one parent get on this train with their kid. You just gonna let your little nine-year-old get on the train with a nigga you ain't never seen before? Granted, you going to the North Pole to see Santa. And his gifts and him take off. But still, where the fuck are you? Where the fuck are you doing? Are you asleep? You better not be asleep. I ain't hear no, no, nothing go, no police, no missing kids alert, nothing. But the Polar Express is still a good fucking movie. That was just my only gripe about the Polar Express. Where the fuck are the parents? Ponder that. Next on the list. Are we entering the top five? Are we in top five territory? One, two, three, four, five. Yes, we are. We are in top five territory. Now, these five. These five are the five movies that I need to watch every year. Every year, I need to watch these movies. No matter what, nothing. If the... The Christmas holiday would not feel right if I don't watch these movies. I would not be in the Christmas spirit if these movies was not on TV once, twice, maybe three times during the whole holiday season. Starting at number five, we have fucking Jingle All The Way. Jingle All The Way. Released in 1996, uh, directed by Brian Levitt. Um, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sinbad, uh, Phil Hartman, Rita Wilson, Robert Conrad, Jake Lloyd, Jim Belushi. Funny fucking movie. Okay, concept. I mean, not you know what I mean. Fucking plot. Plot in the movie. Dad works too much. Kid and wife feel neglected. Dad was like, I'ma be there. For Christmas. I'm gonna be there for the play. Misses the play. Fucking idiot. Okay, okay, okay. Boom, boom, boom. I know I missed the play. And my junior mad at me. But I got you this Christmas. I got you this Christmas. Work would not get in the way of me getting you exactly what you want for Christmas. What do you want for Christmas? Hey, baby, did you get the Turbo Man doll? Turbo Man? Side note, I still want a fucking Turbo Man. Whoever listening, I still want a fucking Turbo Man. I don't know why. Don't give me that, 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 well, for collecting purposes. 
I do want the little purple dude. But don't give me no little purple dude before you give me Turbo Man. That's besides the point. Okay, back to the movie. So, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he was like, I gotta get this Turbo Man dog. This is the hottest fucking toy in the streets, my nigga. How the fuck? How the fuck you gonna try and get a Turbo Man on a on a Christmas Eve? On Christmas Eve, dumb. But anyway, okay, so boom, he going here and there, everywhere, trying to find his Turbo Man dog. He runs this to this to this crazy ass mailman, Sinbad, and he trying to get one for his kid. And then all hell breaks loose, man. Sinbad is funny as fuck. I don't know if you kids nowadays really understand how funny Sinbad is, but Sinbad funny as hell. And plus, in the 90s, Sinbad was involved with some classic movies. I mean, First Kid, fucking the, the shit where he was... What's, what's that fucking... Y'all know what I'm talking about. The movie when he was the, um, the criminal that that went with the white family because he was running from the um the what's in that y'all know what i'm talking about put it in the comments y'all know what the fuck i'm talking about um fucking different world his stand-ups sinbad was funny as shit in the 90s if y'all don't know who sinbad is well some of you kids don't go look up sinbad anyway sinbad is the fucking the mailman and he he threatened to blow shit up and him and Arnold Swartz nigga going back to back to back to back to back to try to find this turbo man dog. And and while all that's going on, you got my man fucking uh what's the nigga name? Phil Hartman trying to step in on Arnold's wife. Like, hey baby. He can't do it. I can do it. <laughs> you feel me? If he ain't gonna put the star up on the tree, I'll do it. Oh, we just here making cookies. Nigga, if you don't get the fuck out of my house, if you don't get... Yo, first off, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you too big to be getting bitched around about this dude and he trying to come up on your wife, man. Come on now. You can't be having that in your household. I know you trying to look for the turbo, man, but you gotta do something about this nigga next door. And then he tries to... And so he do try to do something, right? He tried to sneak in and and Phil Hartman's house and steal his Turbo Man dog. He ends up fucking his house up. Granted, you supposed to. But then he tried to flip that shit on him like, man, man, fuck you. You're trying to come up on my wife, nigga. What you doing? I'm gonna take your Turbo Man and and fuck the rain. Where the, where the reindeer come from? Anyways, and so the the, the, the little boy. His whole thing is, dad gotta be there for the parade. My dad's gonna be there for the parade. Daddy, daddy, the parade. Turbo Man's gonna be at the parade. Okay, boom. So, the kid, he and his feelings because he ain't see his dad and his dad is not at the parade. They all at the parade and and wifey finally steps up and say, nigga, get the fuck away from me. I'm married, nigga. She finally steps up after the whole movie. After the whole movie, now you want to say something? Anyway, so, little homie, he all upset because daddy ain't there, and and I just want dad to be here, which I feel him. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm a black kid from the 80s. My dad wasn't there either. My G, like, come on, man. You got to move on from that shit. <laughs> That's fucked up. That's fucked up. <laughs> yo, I 
I'm a black kid. I was born in the 80s, nigga. I was raised in the 90s. My dad wasn't there either, my G. Just like everybody else, acts around. At least your dad was there, technically, nigga. My dad was nowhere to be fucking found. But, <laughs> but anyway, so Arnold Schwarzenegger, he gets in the Turbo Man outfit, and he's in the parade, and he gets the toy, and and Sinbad comes out of nowhere as the as the bad guy and kidnaps the kid. And okay, so Sinbad is is supposed to be the the hostile mailman, and and it's funny until he starts kidnapping kids. Like my G, you taking this a little bit too serious. I know you need a Turbo Man, just like I need a Turbo Man. But you ODing, my G. Like you need to calm that shit the fuck down. Like you need to calm that shit down. But anyway, so he kidnaps the kid. Arnold Schwarzenegger beats his ass. All the kids beat his ass. And he gives the Turbo Man doll. And and Junior, he just like, man, I just wish my dad was here. And Arnold Schwarzenegger was like, hey, guess what? It's me, nigga. <laughs> and then everybody has fun. Movie comes to an end. He, he said, I don't need the real Turbo Man. My pops is Turbo Man. Like, it's all about the brag at the end of the day. You feel me? When it was Santa Claus, it's all about the brag at the end of the day. Like, I got the biggest gift of all. My dad's Turbo Man. And that nigga here. You feel me? So, at least your daddy there, my nigga. <laughs> Coming in at number four, we have a John Favreau directed, released in 2003, starring Will Ferrell, Zoe Deschanel, James Caan, Mary Steinberg, a whole bunch of other white people. My nigga. <laughs> <laughs> we got Elf, man. Elf at number four. Elf, Elf, Elf. Santa! Like, Elf is funny. Okay, so... Elf is funny because... Will Ferrell plays an elf. A six-foot-four elf. That really believes he's a fucking elf. Gold. That is fucking gold. Like, this movie is not supposed to work at all. This is supposed to be a random one SNL skit. Like, but the fact that Will Ferrell is really invested in this role is what makes it a classic Christmas movie. Because if you are paying attention, this nigga really thinks he's a fucking elf. And it's fucking hilarious. Uh, Zoe Deschanel and his his chemistry worked. This nigga, okay, so the plot of Elf, right? Boom. A kid gets left in the North Pole. Uh, old Elf, he picks him up, he adopts him. The kid grows to be 6'4". And Santa's like, yo, and, and he doesn't really have any skills at anything. And so, and plus he can't fit in the... In the this nigga can't fit in the bed. <laughs> this nigga can't fit in the bed, my G. Like, this nigga was hanging off the elf. This nigga was sitting on his dad's, quote unquote, dad's lap. Hanging the fuck. Yo, like, I'm telling you, this shit is funny as fuck. Like, 
Will Ferrell is fucking hilarious. Okay, so boom. So he was just like, I gotta find my real dad. So he walks from the North Pole to New York. Let's put a break right there. And and one night, mind you, he walks from the North Pole to fucking New York City. Let's calm that down. It's funny, but let's make it a little like, nigga, you ain't died. Like what the fuck? Like who the fuck is is walking from the North Pole to New York? But that's not a here no there. We don't have to think about that because Will Her- Will Ferrell's fucking hilarious. And then, okay, so. He comes, he sees his dad, his dad thinks it's all a joke, and he's like, man, get the fuck out of my office, man. You, what is this, uh, uh, one of them Christmas carol at the office? Man, get this nigga the fuck out of here. I'm trying to do some work. And so he don't believe him. The, the wife don't believe him. And so Will Farrell's just like, man, I'm out here. I'm in the trenches, man. I got to get something going. So he, he goes to work at the mall with Big Worm because Big Worm went clean and Big Worm got out the drug game, moved from the drug game to from L.A. to New York because he was trying to get away from the feds. So Big Worm was just like, man, fuck this shit. I'm leaving this Friday shit. And, and he goes to New York and he, he's the manager at a department store. Now, now, Worm, I don't know about you, but drug game is making you a little bit more money. Even though Smokey tried to to try to jip you off for $200 and you had to send the boys at him, you ain't have to be a manager at a department store, my G. You could have did something better with your life. You was a real entrepreneur with the, with the ice cream truck. You could have made a whole ice cream truck business. But that's besides the point. So Will Ferrell goes to work for Big Worm. And Big Warren was just like, man, we got to set this shit up, man. Santa coming. Will Ferrell was like, Santa! <laughs> that nigga like, Santa! <laughs> yo, yo, y'all be looking at the wrong shit. When Will Ferrell says Santa, look at Big Warren's face. He's looking like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> and so Will Ferrell decks out the whole, the whole place, right? And Big Worm like, all right, B, you can... You got this, man. You got it. You got it. You got to act for decorating. I, I appreciate that. But uh, him and Zoe D. Chanel, they have this whole little, little love thing going on. And then, so him and his pops are starting to get cool. And his pops was like, "Yo, you not an elf, my G. You need to, you need to do something with your life." And so Will Ferrell starts going on a straight and narrow, and like he starts conforming to to the the um the man he starts he starts you know acting regular regular like like you ain't just a real nigga out here like you ain't been living in the north pole you know like like these streets ain't been cold to you so you now you're trying to be suit and tied up acting all wall street and shit and 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 his dad is like yeah see this is the son i need i need a wall street nigga and will ferrell's like all right b i got you and um but Santa, it's, it's Christmas Eve. Santa got to make these gifts. You feel me? Santa got to... And then his 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 sleigh breaks down. Will Ferrell to the rescue. <laughs> and then Christmas, baby. It's Christmas movie magic, you know? What, can, what more could I say about Elf? Elf is funny as shit. If you want to laugh, like a real good laugh, you put Elf on and just have a ball. 
Okay, moving right along from Elf, we have, speaking of laughs, speaking of laughs, this is probably, in my opinion, the funniest Christmas movie. I know people will say, no, it's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, or, or no, no, it's not, nigga. This is the funniest Christmas movie that I've seen in a while. That's why I have to watch it every fucking year. This is my wife's favorite Christmas movie, but this is my, it's like, it's the funniest one. Released in 2008, me and my wife actually seen this in the movie theater, and we was crying the whole time we was watching this movie. Released in 2008, directed by Seth Gordon, starring Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon, we have Four Christmas. Four Christmas is funny as a motherfucker. Like, understand me when I say how funny this movie is. When you first see it, it's gut busting. But it still holds up, you feel me? So, plot of the movie. A couple, right? They 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 they're not really in the titles or or putting putting you know restraints on their relationship. They're more like we just gonna live each day by day, man. We just here to have some fun, you know. You feel me? We just we I love you, you love me, so let's just love life. You feel me? That's the that's the motto of this couple. And so it, instead of doing Christmas with their families, because both of them had divorced parents that that got their own shit going on. And so they like, okay, boom, fuck our family, fuck these niggas, let's go out of town, let's go, let's go to the island, baby, let's go get tanned up, let's go live life, bang, bang, they in the airport, this is when the funny starts, like, they in the airport, the face, the, <laughs> when the news people come and ask about the delayed flight because they can't get on the flight no more because of the fog and so this vine his facial expression when the camera hits his face he's just like oh shit <laughs> he can't talk like this nigga gets gets what camera shot and reach with a spoon is just talking and so they they family sees them on the news at the airport and so now they gotta go to four christmases one at each parent's house and so they come up with the safe word mistletoe and and they just like baby no matter what happens today i love you you love me don't let our family get in the way of this shit don't let our family get in the way of this love shit we got going on we are here together it's me and you we ride or die reese witherspoon like i got you ain't shit gonna change Man, when I tell you, first, first they go to what? Um, first they go to the nigga dad house. Oh my God! Okay, so they had the nigga dad house, and you got um, John Farrow is one of the brothers. So you got he got two brothers, and his brother got some badass kids. He got a, a baby mama who's pregnant. That also has a baby that's big as shit. <laughs> and so these niggas is UFC fighters. And they beat this nigga Vince Vaughn's ass. <laughs> like they tag team <laughs> And then they tag the kids in. And the kid like, Google me, bitch. 
<laughs> it's like, what? It's like, Google me. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so they beat this nigga ass, right? This nigga scared. Reese Witherspoon touching me. He just, like, oh, shit. <laughs> he just got his ass beat. She finds out that his name is not really his real name. He's named after the city that is, that he was conceived in. Man, it's just funny as fuck. And so they they go to hook up the antenna. It's not a satellite dish. <laughs> it's not a satellite. It's a satellite dish. Like, and so he, they go hook up the satellite. They destroy the man's house. They break the TV. Reach with his spoon, knocks the baby over the head. With, with the cabinet door mistletoe that's a safe word whenever shit got too hot they mistletoed out that motherfucker <laughs> so so after every shit when the shit hit the fan mistletoe and so they go to Reese Witherspoon's mom house and and her mom is married to a pastor they got the little creepy grandmama and then this is where Reese Witherspoon was just like, okay, um, I might want a kid. I might not. You feel me? Well, I don't know what that means. I might want a kid. And so she pisses on the stick. The the little girl, her niece steals the stick in the bounce house. First off, before that, right? Before she she even gets in the bathroom, right? The funniest shit. The fuck. <laughs> I tell you, this is one of the funniest parts of the movie. So, he's looking at old baby pictures of her, right? And she's holding her little baby niece. And she's just bouncing them, bouncing them, bouncing them. <laughs> and then the baby spits up on her. And Vince Vaughn, this is why this shit is so fucking funny. Vince Vaughn's reaction to the vomit. On Reese Witherspoon is fucking classic. Like you can't, you you can't, you can't, you know what the fuck I'm trying to say. That shit is fucking classic. Like <laughs> you gotta watch it. Like I can't really explain it. You have to watch it just because of how he reacts to it. And then okay, boom, boom, boom. She in the bouncy house. He find out that she went to fat camp. And she, she, she was in a, a lesbian relationship. <laughs> and so the mom who's married to a, a a pastor, they need a Mary and Joseph for the Christmas play. So they play Mary and Joseph. And this nigga Vince Vaughn gets into character. <laughs> it's just fucking hilarious. It's a swaddle that baby. I know I'm jumping all over the place, but this is a funny fucking movie. If you ain't seen this movie, you gotta go watch this movie your damn self. Okay, so, all in all, right? Reese Witherspoon's character, she she finally realizes, okay, maybe I do want a family. Maybe I do want to put a title on our relationship, you know? Maybe I do want to take this to the next level. And Vince Vaughn at first was like, man, how you just gonna throw that curveball at me? We was living young, wild, and free. And now you want to throw the curveball at me. You want to throw the baby ball at me. And so they separate. He goes talk to his dad. She talks to her dad. And, and he comes back. He was like, now, nah, I'm not saying I want kids. But I'm not dismissing the fact that you want kids. You feel me? Like, I'm not saying let's go have a baby tomorrow. But I'm open if a baby was to come tomorrow. And it's just love, happiness, peace, and joy, and all that good stuff. And... 
their baby was born on New Year's and then the cameras come out again. They need to make a four New Year's. That's what they need to do. The sequel to Four Christmas, they need to make a four New Year because that shit is fucking funny. Now, at number two, number two, we have, now, I cheated on one and two. Number one and number two, I cheated on. So at number two, we have How the Grinch Stole Christmas, right? But it's not only How the Grinch Stole Christmas. It's the 1967 version. It's the 2000 version with Jim Carrey. And it's the 2018 version with Got Slept On, but it's funny as shit. The Grinch in general has to be watched on Christmas. My personal favorite is the 1967 version because of the music, the nostalgia, the the animation of it, everything. But the Jim Carrey one is good, and the 2018 one was a sleeper, and that is also good. Um, Yeah, so the Grinch in general. The Grinch in general. So we all know the plot of the Grinch. A nigga was outcast, you feel me? And the white folks, they was like, man, we don't need this nigga here. Man, get this nigga the fuck out of here, man. And so the people in Whoville kicked the Grinch out. The Grinch went to go live up in the mountains with his dog. And he was like, man, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool, fuck you, I'm out. And he left. And he took his dog with him and he was just like, man, fuck Whoville. Anybody who rep Whoville, if I see you throwing that W for Whoville up, it's on sight, nigga. It's on sight when I see you. Don't ever put that that Whoville up when I'm around, you feel me? I'm the Grinch. I run this shit up in this mountain. And whenever Christmas come around, because his heart's two sizes too small. No, five sizes too small. That nigga heart's small as shit. And so he don't, he ain't got love for none of that shit, man. He got an icebox where his heart used to be on some Americron shit, on Marion shit, you feel me? And so this nigga, he was just like, man, fuck Whoville, I'm out of this bitch. And so he went to live in the mountains. And so whenever they, the, whenever the Whoville was just like, Christmas time, he was like, man, fuck Christmas. <laughs> right, that's the Grinch. The Grinch was like, man, fuck Christmas. And so... The people down in Whoville singing and lighting up the lights and putting up Christmas decorations and and having a merry old time. And the Grinch is like, you know what? b and I'm taking everything. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for, I'm coming for everything you own this Christmas. I'm taking it. I'm stealing Christmas from everybody down in Whoville and I dare a nigga to stop me. That's how the Grinch was. He was just on some real bully shit. He was just like, I'm taking Christmas. How can you take a whole holiday? I'll tell you, the Grinch did it. He took Christmas from Whoville. He went, he even stole the Who hash. Nigga in the, in the, in the Who punch. He even stole the, 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 the beast that the Whoville was gonna eat. Like this nigga stole even the crumbs from the mouse, this nigga stole. The Grinch, like, okay, so on my Instagram, I have it posted. Me, me and my family, we did a whole Grinch thing for Christmas. Um, and we have a Grinch tree, and it's posted. Go follow me on Instagram. You can see it. It's, it's on my uh, IG page at, at the official Sam, T-H-E, official Sam D. You'll see it. But the Grinch, that was our theme this year, is the Grinch. 
but the Grinch, he was just on some 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 straight kick in the door, waving the full four. Like like the Grinch was just like, man, it's hop out season. Let's go get it, Max. And so him and Max go down to Whoville, steal everything. But Wendy Lou Who, you know, being a sweetheart, she had to tap into the Grinch's emotions. Like the Grinch, he was he was a G out here in these streets. Like his name brought fear to niggas. The Grinch's name brought fear. But you got Wendy Lou Who, who who who, you know, she had she put a little feelings in him. Like she she was like Grinch, how you gonna steal my shit, bro? I thought we was better than that, man. Right? What, what's going on? The Grinch was like, man, Wendy Lou, you know how the streets is, man. You know how a game goes, nigga. You know, you know how it is out here, man. It's cold out here. These streets is cold, Wendy Lou Who. And Wendy Lou was like, yeah, I know the streets is cold, but you ain't gotta be cold with it. You ain't gotta be cold with it. You could change. The Grinch was like, man, I ain't changing for no fucking body. I don't care. I don't care if your name rhyme or not. Your name can rhyme all night. I don't care. I ain't changing for nobody. And Wendy Lou was like, Come on, Grinch, man. Let's let's stop the bullshit, man. Come on down here. We can help you out. We can, you know, we we family at the end of the day. You know, you may be outcast, but you 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 not outcast in my heart. <laughs> and so the Grinch, after he steals everything, the people in Whoville they still come together, and they like they still singing and joying. And the Grinch was like, hold on, man. After I take everything from y'all, y'all still happy? Damn, so this is what Christmas is. I got you, I got you. Oh, what's that feeling in my chest, nigga? A heartbeat. That's what that feeling is. It's a heartbeat, my G. And so the Grinch was like, oh shit, this is what Christmas really is. It's not about the presents or the or the or giving gifts or the lights or the or you know the the hustle and bustle of it all at the end of the day it's about joy it's about happiness you feel me and the grinch's heart grew 10 times what five you know how many times that nigga shit nigga heart grew big goddamn and so he went he gave everything back he even he he put the tree back he put the he put the feast back and everybody in whoville was like you know what grinch you ain't as bad as you as everybody say you are Grinch was like, man, I've been telling you, trying to tell you niggas that shit. I've been told y'all I was real out here. But now y'all see it. When I gave you your shit back, now y'all see it. Okay, I've been, I've been real out here, man. I ain't never gonna do y'all dirty no more. You feel me? Because Wendy Lou, who showed me that, you know, feelings do exist. And so everybody loved the Grinch now. And the Grinch even was the, well, you know, he even got to carve the beast. You feel me? But all in all, the Grinch, the Grinch has to be watched during the Christmas season. Like the Christmas, Christmas ain't really Christmas if the Grinch ain't being played. You feel me? Like I said, my personal favorite is the 1967 version, the cartoon version, because of the nostalgia of it. Like the music, you're rotten, Mr. Grinch. Like the music, it like triggers something in my head. Like, oh shit, it's Christmas. Like, that's what that's what the original Grinch, but I love Jim Carrey's version. Jim Carrey played the hell out of the fucking Grinch. And then Benedict Cumberbatch, come, Benedict come, you know that nigga name. Benedict Cumberbatch in the 2018 version, that shit was funny as shit. <laughs> Kenan Thompson and, and all them people like, 
That shit was funny as hell. I don't know a lot of people talk about that version or not, but I like that version. That version is funny. So, The Grinch. The Grinch, The Grinch, The Grinch. Now, number one, like I said, I cheated with one and two, right? Number one, I mean, number two was The Grinch, all of them. Like, you gotta watch all of them. If preferably back to back to back to back to back like you know you you have a grinch marathon one night while y'all eat some <laughs> green eggs and ham or some shit <laughs> but uh and so that's that's number one but uh, i mean that's number two but number one number one no christmas movie out can top fucking Home Alone. The first one and the second one. That's why I cheated with number one. Because it got to be both of them. The, the Home Alones with Macaulay Culkin. All the rest of them, I don't know what the fuck those are. And then they just have a new one come out. I heard that shit was ass beat. Like, I heard that shit was straight garbage. Like, <laughs> like you can't say garbage. No, it's garbage, nigga. Like, like those ones I don't know nothing about those ones all I know is Home Alone starring Macaulay Culkin so if any other kid was in the in, well the third one is alright the third one's alright I ain't gonna sleep on the third one don't sleep on the third one third one's alright but but it's not the first one or the second one like I can go a few years without seeing the third one I can't go no years without watching Home Alone and Home Alone 2 Lost in New York Fucking Macaulay Culkin, genius. And then you had uh, Joe Pesci, who's one of my favorite actors, period, ever in history. Uh, Daniel Stern, John Hurd, um, Catherine O'Hara, who is funny as shit, and um, Shit's Creek. Oh my God, that lady is hilarious in Shit's Creek. But um, directed by Chris Columbus. Um, first one released in 1990, second one 1992. Home Alone is my favorite movie when it comes to Christmas. Period, hands down, no debate. I feel like okay, so is it a good movie? When I look back at it, no, it's not a good fucking movie. It's nostalgia. It's nostalgic as fuck. I mean, there's a lot of plot holes in that movie. First off, what does the dad do for a living? I know everybody been asking this question. What the fuck does the dad, what does Mr. McAllister really do for a living? You feel me? That big ass house. He can fly all these people around the world twice. Year, a year apart. What the fuck does nigga do for a living? Because I know Ma Duke ain't doing shit. She ain't doing shit. We all know the uncle ain't doing shit, cause this nigga's a fucking asshole. We know he just mooching off his brother. So what does his dad do for a living? That's that's my first question. Second question, what kind of parents is you? What kind of parents is you? If you sleep in, first off, you putting your kid in the attic. That's first. Second of all, I know you got a lot of kids. My auntie got a lot of kids. She ain't never left a kid home alone on purpose. I mean, on accident. 
She ain't never left a kid home alone on accident. Mind you, got a lot of fucking kids. She never left one there on accident. You feel me? Purpose, different story. Accident, never. Never in the Because we pay attention to our fucking kids. We know exactly where our kids are and what the fuck they doing. Especially if they in my house. I know exactly what every kid in my house is doing. If I don't, it's a problem going on right there. I be my kid. I told my kids they not allowed to close no doors or nothing because I don't trust them. Kids, you can't trust kids, so you got to keep your eye on them. You feel me? But um, yeah. Second, what the fuck? Like, first off, y'all in first class while the kids in coach. Granted, I probably do the same shit, but still, still. You don't know how many kids you got or where your kid is. That's one thing. First, okay, we're going to talk about Home Alone first. The first one. So the first one starts off with, you know, like the classic. So it opened up, right? Everybody running around the house trying to get ready for the trip. Everybody's getting ready to go to Paris because, you know, like I said, Mr. McAllister got money out the ass that nobody knows where it came from. And we got Joe Pesci character, uh, Harry, dressed as a cop in the living room trying to stop the kid. Well, not the living room, but the, the entryway trying to stop everybody and, and see where the parents are. But he really scoping out the house because he finna rob that shit. And, um... And so he's stopping everybody. Pizza comes, you know, this some hijinks ensues in between um, him trying to stop kids and the pizza coming. And Buzz tells the story about the neighbor who's killing people and using them as, as salt for the road. And so uh, pizza comes. Kevin wants cheese. Buzz ate all the cheese. Kevin said, man, why the fuck you do that shit, man? You know, that's the only thing I eat. And Buzz was like, all right, get a plate, because I'm finna throw this shit up at you. And so Kevin, Kevin, uh, his Buzz, Buzz, his a cup of milk. Why are they drinking milk with pizza? That's nasty. But I, I know that the, the, the dad was like, we got to get rid of the milk. But still, that's fucking disgusting. I would have poured it down the sink. Who's going to drink? First off, who's drinking milk, like, by itself? The only time you drink milk is after you had three bowls of cereal and a little bit of milk that's left. That's when you, 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 that's the only milk you drink. Other than that, you don't just drink milk. That's fucking disgusting. And, um, to drink it with pizza, calm that shit down. Like, whoa. And so Buzz, he, he, he spills the milk and everybody's all in a, in a frenzy and the ticket get thrown in the trash and, Uncle Frank is like, look what you did, you little jerk. And first off, let's stop right there. You can't talk to my son like that. So why the fuck? Uncle Frank is the most annoying nigga in this whole, this whole shit. And like the reason, the and the why nobody checked him from yelling at his kid, we we would have had some issues with this nigga because fuck Uncle Frank. I don't I don't like that nigga in this. And, or in number two, Uncle Frank was just a dickhead. Um, and so the mom's like, go upstairs. Kevin's like, make me. And she's like, take your little ass upstairs. And he was like, 
I'm scared. And she was like, well, fuck you. You shouldn't have spilled the milk everywhere. He's like, well, I don't need this family. When I grow up and get married, I'm living alone. <laughs> she said, when I grow up and get married, I'm living alone. The logic of an eight-year-old is priceless. And she was like, well, maybe you wish for that. You know, Santa's going to grant it. And he was like, man, I don't need y'all niggas. I can do this shit by myself. My dude was like, all right, sleep on it. So, long story short, they wake up. They forgot the, the, the wind knocked out the power. They slept in. They all in a frenzy trying to get to the airport. The, the older daughter miscounts because the annoying neighbor was fucking with shit. Leave Kevin by himself. Kevin's at home by himself. Kevin wakes up and he's just like, man, what the fuck going on? And then he's just looking around, looking around, trying to find people. And then he was just like, yo, I made my family disappear. Oh, it's party time, bitches. And so Kevin's losing his mind. He's going crazy. He's he's doing everything an eight-year-old would do when he first realized he's at home by himself eating ice cream, watching movies he's not supposed to watch, riding the sled down the steps, which we used to do when we was kids, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. That's that's not me telling my business, but that shit used to be fun as fuck. See, (laughs) we couldn't afford a sled, so... What we used to do, we used to get the uh, the laundry basket. You know how you had the little white laundry basket? The, not the uh, one that stands up tall, but kind of the one that goes out wide, the little white laundry basket. So we used to get in that shit and slide down the stairs like it was a fucking sled. <laughs> That's the difference between, you know, my life or your life. <laughs> we ain't really have money for a sled, but we damn sure had a goddamn uh, laundry basket. And me and my sister used to push each other down the laundry basket, flip over the steps, just kids being kids, you know. So uh, back to back to the movie. My Duke on a plane halfway to Paris. She just she just got this feeling. She's like, yo, what the fuck is going on? I think I. I think I forgot something. Dad, you know, dad nonchalant. Dad don't give a fuck about shit. You know, dad got that money under under the table money, so you know, dad don't care about shit. He's just like, man, I locked all the doors. I turned off all the lights. The mom like, nah, we forgetting, we forgetting them. Man, what we forgetting? Kevin! We got the little nigga upstairs in the attic. She faints. Back to Kevin. Kevin just, you know, he having a ball. He having the time of his life. And so, boom. Fast forward, right? So, they in the airport. They trying to they trying to find out where the fuck Kevin is. They, they calling the cop. Let me just say, let me just say something. In this movie, all the adults are fucking idiots. Like, every last adult in this movie is a fucking idiot. The only one that had some common sense was the mom. But still, she act dumb sometimes. Like, she just couldn't really... Like, she was, like, the smartest one of all the adults, but she was still kind of dumb. That's... You know what I'm saying? So, 
all the adults are fucking stupid. But, um, so they in the airport calling everybody. They call the cops. The cops are being dickheads. The cops go to the house, knocking on the door. And, um, Kevin don't answer because what kid will answer the door to a nigga banging on the fucking door? The cop is banging on the door. What kid you know is going to be opening the door like, hey, what's up, my nigga? What's going on? No kid, no eight-year-old is going to open the fucking door if you're banging on it. Like, and then he didn't even announce he was the cop. He was just banging on the fucking door. So Kevin just hiding under the covers like, I ain't finna answer this door. I don't know who the fuck this is. And the cop, did, he didn't even say, open the doors, the police, or nothing like that. He didn't, he didn't specify who he was at all fucking dickhead move and he just was like just tell the mom to recount the kids bitch I'll fuck you up <laughs> thinking I miscounted I've, I've been miscounting these kids I counted these kids eight nine times and I know that one of them is fucking missing and so boom 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 skip to it the mom was like I'm not leaving this fucking airport unless it's on a plane to go get my son and dad was like alright <laughs> I'm finna go to this apartment and go chill the fuck out until we able to get a flight. You feel me? I don't really care about none of this shit. I'ma just take the rest of the family and we gonna get the fuck out of here. The mom was the only one that stayed down. She was like, I ain't doing shit until I go get my son. Dad was like, all right, you can do that. Fuck it. I'll go have fun. <laughs> and so the family leaves mom stuck in the airport she starts soliciting trying to get people to switch seats with her she's selling jewelry she doing all this shit and just to you know get a seat on the plane just to get from uh paris to fucking chicago because that's where they live at in chicago and um so she doing whatever she can to get to her kid that's what a mom's supposed to do you wasn't supposed to forget him in the first place but you supposed to do whatever you gotta do to get you your kid. The dad didn't give a fuck. <laughs> that didn't get two fucks. He was like, shit, plane come Friday, we'll leave Friday, fuck it. <laughs> that nigga be all right till we get there. <laughs> and so, boom. And so, back to Kevin. So, we got, uh, we got Marvin Harry, right? Doing B&Es all over the neighborhood. And this is how, this is how they stupid. First off, Kevin goes to the store to buy a toothbrush. This is why these adults are stupid. He asks if if, if you know if uh, if it's registered with the dentist shit or whatever. And the the nigga that be chopping niggas heads off and putting it in the salt walks in the store, and Kevin freaks the fuck out and starts backing out slowly with the toothbrush. And the white lady behind the counter is like, you got to pay for that. You got to pay for that. Um, nigga, I'm scared. What the fuck? And so she was like, shoplifter. First off, it's a dollar toothbrush. Come on now. Shoplifter, really? And she tells the dude, and the dude tells the cops, and Kevin's running from the cop because adults are fucking idiots. The nigga that chops niggas' heads off and puts it in the salt, could have said something right there. He could have been like, I think he's scared because I think he heard some stories about me. Or he could have been like, it's okay, son. Instead, he looking at him like a fucking psychopath. So of course you would run. 
I would run if this nigga's not saying shit. And then they, she calling the, I mean, the, the, the grocery nigga calling the cops. And he's just looking. Like, bitch, say something. Like, I'm only eight. This is, mind you, this kid is only eight fucking years old. And these adults are fucking stupid. And so, Kevin's walking down the street. Wet bandits coming out the house. Almost hits him with the van. And uh, Marv is like, hey, watch where you're going, kid. And Harry was like, um, yeah, Santa don't visit kids at the funeral home, little nigga. And Kevin was like, my fault, my fault. And so Marv smiles and he sees the gold tooth. And Kevin was like, oh, shit, that's the cop that was in the house. And gets freaked out again and starts walking home. And Marv is just like... I don't like how he looked at me. Let's follow him. What the fuck? What kind of shit is that? Like, let's go follow him because I don't like how he looked at me. A eight-year-old fucking kid. You was you just like, I don't like how he looked at me. Of course, an eight-year-old is going to look at a grown fucking man like that. Especially if you almost hit him with a van. Come on, son. Like, stop playing. Like I said, in this movie, the adults are stupid. Good fucking movie. But the adults are stupid. Um, and so they start following him as he's walking down the street and Kevin starts speeding up and they like why he's speeding up um bitch cause you following him in a fucking van what kind of shit is that why are you confused that an 8 year old kid is running away from you following him in a van come on let's, let's ponder that for a second like I said and I'm going to keep reiterating this. The adults in Home Alone are fucking stupid. And so, so boom, they run off and they just like, man, I ain't going. Oh, Kevin runs to a church. Niggas like, man, I ain't going in that church. And then so they drive off and Kevin's like, man, when they come back, I'll be ready. I'm ready for these niggas. And so here's where it starts to go, you know, sci-fi with Kevin. This nigga has a whole animatronic setup in his house that he put together, making it look like his house is having a party. What eight-year-old is doing this shit? Okay, so I know y'all heard the, um, the, um, the, um, you know, like the, the myth that, uh, Kevin grows up to be Jigsaw. If you watch this movie and you watch the second movie, you really got to think about this nigga's crazy as fuck. This little boy's only eight years old in the first one. He's supposed to be nine in the second one. And he's put, putting contraptions together like this. If you ain't go to MIT, because you're a fucking genius. You're a fucking genius, Kevin McAllister. And so, so this nigga makes all these robots. Marvin Harry come and they like, man, I thought these niggas out of town. It's like, Man, fuck it, we'll come back later. So they come back the next day. They catch Kevin slipping. They catch this nigga slipping. And um, it was like, okay, uh, that nigga home alone. Kevin trying to put the tree up. And he's like, nah, that nigga home alone. We gonna come back and we gonna get this nigga. We gonna take everything... Ever since I laid eyes on this house, I wanted it. That's what uh, Mars says. And so we're going to come back 
and we're going to fuck his life up. And Heru was like, all right, bet. Kevin was like, oh, I hear you. Okay, bet. And so Kevin goes, he goes to the church. He finally has a heart to heart with the nigga that be chopping people's head off and putting it in the salt. And the nigga that be doing that, he was like, man, I don't really chop people's head off, man. That's just urban legends. Uh, what really happened is me and my my son don't get along. I ain't killed my family. They just left. And Kevin was like, all right, you cool. And so he leaves, right? It's six o'clock when he leaves the church. He runs home. Mind you, the, um, the uh, Marvin Harry said they was going to be back at nine. It's six. And so this nigga running down the street gets to his house and he was like I'm gonna defend this shit this is my house this is my house I'm gonna defend it and then he starts laying down traps out the wazoo and so he's putting micro machines down glass down he pours the ice on the steps he pours the ice down the other steps he uses the the what's the name the um, he loads up a torch in the door. He puts what's the name on the door handle so it heats up. Like he put traps everywhere, swinging uh, paint cans, everything. He lit this place up. This nigga is fucking crazy. Me as an eight year old would have never thought of no shit like that. I would have been like, <laughs> I probably would have just grabbed a knife out the kitchen and hid in the corner and let them take whatever the fuck in the house. <laughs> that's, that's what I would have did as an eight-year-old. But this nigga set the whole house up. This nigga was in... And so Marvin Harry come back. And they knock on the door. And he's like, it's Santa Claus and his elf. This nigga Kevin... Wait, first off, it's six o'clock. He was done at 8.57. He sat down to have some microwave mac and cheese. You cannot do all that in two hours and 57 minutes. That's all I'm saying. And then he eating mac and cheese with a glass of milk. What is what with these white people eating dinner with milk? Why are you drinking milk while you eating dinner? This nigga had mac and cheese with a glass of milk. My stomach would have been fucked up if I was eating mac and cheese with a glass of milk. You know how lactose intolerant I am? I would have been lighting that bitch up like the 4th of July. That's all I'm saying. So back to the movie. Um, They knock on the door. Kevin... <laughs> Kevin put the shoddy out the damn dog door. And Kevin was like, pop, pop. Hits the nigga in the balls. First off, once I got shot in the balls close range by a BB, it's over with. I'm out for the night. But these niggas is persistent. And, and Harry's dumbass sticks his head in. And Kevin was like, what's up, motherfucker? Pow! And, and shoots the nigga in the head close range with a BB. That would have left a dent in that nigga head. But I digress. Let's just say that the antics that go on from here... These niggas would have been dead. These niggas would have been R.I.P. T-shirts and mom's crying at the funeral type dead. Like these niggas, Kevin is a murderer. Kevin is a psychopathic murderer because in real life, this shit wouldn't happen. These niggas probably wouldn't even made it in the house. 
because Harry goes around the, the back, Marv goes around the front, and they both slip. Okay, first, uh, Marv slips on ice on the uh, steps. Steps, pure concrete steps. Slips on it three fucking times and busts his shit all three times. And this nigga ain't in... And he just pops right up. You got the back of a guy, my G. Like, my my knees, my back, my fucking ass, all that shit. I would have been fucked up. And Harry... Harry slides, falls down the steps to the basement. Like I said, pure concrete, all ice. Bust his shit. They would have never made it in the fucking house. And the fact that they're so persistent, it's just, oh my goodness. Like, come on, man. Come on, man. Like, I would have been hurting, bleeding, busted. And so, they get in the house. Because, you know, there's a whole bunch of other traps and all this shit. Sets the nigga head on fire and the nigga steps on the nail. <laughs> the funny part is, okay, so Marv got hit with some olive oil and some feathers. And, and uh, Harry, <laughs> he ain't had no shoes on. <laughs> so they finally see each other in the house. And Harry, you know, Marv was like, what happened to your shoes? And, <laughs> and Harry was like, why the fuck you dress like a chicken? <laughs> like, 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 yo, and then it was just like both, they both asked honest fucking questions. It was like, yo, what the fuck happened to you, my G? And he was like, why are you dressed like a chicken? This is concerning to me. And so, Kevin swinging, swinging paint cans, fucking zip lining from the house to the to the to the tree house so all this shit is going on right so he finds out this is this is what I Kevin finds out that these niggas will be back at his house at 9 p.m. he finds out that morning that they're coming back that night at 9 p.m. and he ain't tell not a single soul like no cop was called he was talking to the nigga that chops niggas heads off and puts it in the salt he ain't tell him like hey G I got some trouble coming my way you mind helping me out like he ain't say shit he waited until he practically murdered these niggas to call the cops and then okay so he 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 gets out the house he's at the neighbor's house neighbor house all flooded and marvin harry catch him hang him up on the door and marv try to bite the nigga fingers off like what kind of shit is that i understand he beat your ass bad but you're gonna bite his fingers off that's not even i wouldn't even thought about that i would have punched him in the stomach <laughs> I, I wouldn't think let me bite this nigga's finger off then they get doo doo by the nigga who chop niggas heads off and put them in the uh, salt and cops come finally rest him and then my dude come home that morning okay so boom the people came at 9 right Marvin Harry came out at 9 and they was on time by the way they came at 9 went through the whole trap house got arrested fucking and 
And so that's nine o'clock. That could have, the whole trap house was probably about an hour, hour and a half max. Or it's about, okay, if we saying we going straight through the trap house, I'm gonna say it was about 30 minutes to an hour that they was going through that shit. And so, you know, well, in white neighborhoods, cops come in, in five minutes or less. So the cops come. So we looking at about 1030. 1030, this nigga is back in his house chilling. How the fuck he cleaned all that shit up? And had a good night's sleep? I don't understand this. You cleaned all that shit. You cleaned all that shit by yourself. An eight-year-old does not like to fucking clean. But you cleaned all that shit all night uh, and had a good night's sleep. I don't understand that. You ain't had no help. And so my dude comes in, he looks at it, she looks at him, and they like, man, what's up, man? I'm sorry. Nah, I'm sorry. And then the whole family comes in, and dad was like, you should have waited. <laughs> we could have all came together. You should have waited. And so that's the end of Home Alone 1. Good fucking movie. Second one. Mimics the first one, except instead they're in New York. And and Kevin is fucking lost in New York City because he was trying to get dad for I mean he was trying to get batteries on his dad's bag for his uh talk man, which I used to have by the way. I had one when I was a kid. That's don't let me age myself, but I did have a talk man when I was a kid. And it was they're not as good as the movie portrays they are. I'm just saying. The, the the clarity in the playback, the clarity in the microphone when he talked in it was not that of a talk man back in the day. I tell you, that's that's my review on talk man. It's not what it was the movie portrayed it to be. I like the second one because it takes the antics of the first one and just switches location to New York. The second one was the reason why I wanted to go to New York during Christmas time because of the big ass tree, the the um running around New York buying shit for no reason, the um the ice skating at Rockefeller. Like the the first one was, I mean the second one in New York was fun. It was real fun. It wasn't as good as the first one in my opinion because they really tried to go bar for bar with the first one and kind of you know slipped up a little bit because the lady in the park with the birds like that was fucking weird um but i like the the part when okay so harry and marvin harry finally get to him and (laughs) and they get to the abandoned apartment and this nigga kevin is just chucking bricks at they ass like you didn't learn from the first movie my nigga duck and dodge learn from dodgeball like duck and dodge this nigga kevin is tossing bricks at their head and these niggas is laughing like oh i'm gonna get this kid no bitch get the fuck out call the cops this kid is whooping y'all ass that's what you need to do marvin harry should have been the one calling the cops because kevin was beating they ass and they just let this shit happen. They just let this shit happen. And so, 
But we ain't even gonna talk about Kevin in the hotel because go watch the fucking movie. And I think I've been talking way too fucking long on this podcast because I enjoy Christmas movies and Home Alone is is top tier to me. Like, okay, I cannot go a Christmas without watching Home Alone 1 and 2. Back to back, if possible. If not, I gotta watch 1 and 2. Um, the Grinch fucking all the movies that I mentioned today on this podcast I love to watch during Christmas and they really get me in the holiday spirit it's a fun time of year it's a joyous time of year I love it I love y'all man thank y'all for joining me on the analytics podcast um make sure y'all subscribe tell a friend to tell a friend keep sharing Keep listening, keep liking, and I'm going to keep putting out content for y'all. Remember, visit the website, www.officialsamd.com. That's where you can find all the socials, all the music, all the the podcasts. Anything you need to know about me, just go to my website, uh, officialsamd.com, and it's right there. Thank y'all. Have a happy holidays. Happy holidays. Have a happy holidays. A Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's. And that's a wrap, baby. 